It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's once again a mock draft Monday. And on this week's mock draft, well, we're not going to do an actual sort of mock draft. We're going to talk about trade possibilities, go down the draft order and talk about what's real, what's not. As far as the trade rumors facing the Orlando Magic, we'll move up, we'll move down, we'll move side to side and all around on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is June 12th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, it's our Mock Draft Monday. We're going to chat about the Orlando Magic's trade possibilities. I don't have like a strict mock draft for you today. We're going to talk about some trade opportunities, some trade potentials uh, on today's episode. I will have a kind of refresh mock draft with, with some of these discussed uh, coming up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com later on Monday, potentially early Tuesday. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about the rumors that are going around about the Orlando Magic and really kind of apply them and put them to the test. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepix.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Now, I, I prefaced this show, and, and, and part of what I wanted to do here was, A, get your ideas for, for trade pro, trade ideas, um, but, but more what I wanted to do was kind of test some of the rumors that are out there. Um, and, and look, Rumors are rumors. They, they, we don't know how much weight to put into them. We know they're not coming from the Magic. They don't leak anything. The Magic are in a position of power in this draft with the 6th and 11th pick. Two lottery picks gives you the opportunity to do a lot of things, to move around, to, to make deals happen. You have something that teams may want. You have the ability perhaps to be aggressive to move up for something. You have the ability to, to kind of move around in the draft and cover yourself because you have that second bite at the apple. We talked a little bit last week about what the Magic's goals are this this um, this year at the draft, um, and whether it's to get one more bite at the apple at, at a star player, whether it's to shore up the roster, roster's depth, whatever it is. Uh, the Magic are a team that could go in a million different directions. And obviously, we still got a week and a half, two, you know, almost two weeks, uh, before the draft takes place and all of this comes to a head. But we can honestly sit here and say, 
we don't know what the Magic are going to do. And so I tell you this all the time when it comes to trades and when it comes to fake trades. I don't care about the who or the what's involved in whatever trade you see on the aggregation sites. I'm sure this will get aggregated. I'll steal a a page from our, from, from Jake Fisher's book. Please don't aggregate this. Um, The the trades and the ideas I'm going to discuss are more about frameworks. It's important to like have the framework to say like, okay, a deal is possible here, knowing what we know and, and perhaps what we want. Um, but that doesn't mean it's going to actually happen. It doesn't mean it's actually there. And especially when it comes to the draft, when it comes to the draft, and, and this is the most important thing, and probably the most important thing I'm going to say, when it comes to the draft, moving up or down isn't important. At the end of the day, in the draft, you are not taking a pick. Once that pick is made, I don't care if they're the second pick, the fourth pick, the third pick, the 25th pick, the 18th pick, the 11th pick, whatever. Once that pick is made, they become a player, a person, uh, someone that will contribute to your team, someone that will be part of your team. And so, yes, the Magic have the sixth pick and they have the 11th pick. But if the Magic are going to trade anywhere in this draft, it's not about where they trade. It's about who they are trading for. Remember one of my great draft kind of sayings. I say this every year. You probably get annoyed at me saying this, but this is where it comes into play. When it comes to the draft, take your guy. I say it all the time. I don't care if all the mock drafts have Grady Dick at 10, 11, 12, 13. I don't care. If he's the Magic Sky, if he's the guy the Magic want to draft, take him at six if you don't think he's going to be there at 11. That's the truth of it. That's what matters. And so when you look at the at the at the rundown here, that sec that second point, that first question I ask, who are the trade targets and who do the magic trade for? It's not about the teams you're playing or the pick you're at. It's about making sure you get your guy. And that's why I I tend to be skeptical about trades sometimes, especially for a team that's in the magic's position. At six, they can get whoever they want. And so when you look at these trade rumors that are coming out, um, let's let's start deconstructing some of them. Um, There's been a rumor that's been going out, I believe it was Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype, who reported the Orlando Magic, uh, people around the league believe the Orlando Magic are looking to trade up in the draft from six. That they're trying to get up and make sure that they get their guy. Again, that's 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 the key thing because you're, you're you're drafting a player. Now, my first instinct is to say, okay, well, we know the Magic don't leak anything. The Magic certainly aren't divulging their strategy, and even if they are making calls, they make calls to everyone up and down the draft. To me, this smells like there's a team in that three, four, five range, probably Portland, who doesn't really like where they're at, where the guys that they could pick at their spot. 
and want to see if they can move down to take someone they're a little bit more comfortable with. Honestly, I think this is a position the Magic might be in as well. But let's entertain this idea. Who would the Magic want to trade up for? Because again, it's not important where the Magic trade. We don't just trade up to take to get the number three pick because it's the number three pick. Especially this late in the game, you are trading up to three, four, or five to make sure you get someone. To make sure you get Scoot Henderson. To make sure you get Brandon Miller. To make sure you get Amen Thompson or Asar Thompson. And if you have, if you have to ask me, I do think that the Magic would be interested in assuring that they get one of Scoot. Amen or Asar. By at least some reports and some discussions that I've had with with uh, with teams that are drafting in the Magic's range, I I you know we talked with Richard Stamen a few weeks ago. I don't think we're the only ones that have real concerns about Cam Whitmore. And while Whitmore's talent is certainly evident, and someone's going to draft him, uh, someone's going to believe in him, and there are plenty of people within the Magic fan base that certainly believe in him too. I am not a believer in him. Honestly, even especially on a team like Orlando. And so if I'm Orlando, the thing that scares me to death is that Detroit also believes what I believe about Cam Whitmore. And that, that this gets into the, the, the game theory that goes into the draft. What does Detroit actually think? What does Detroit, what is Detroit going to do? Because who Orlando picks at six, obviously... It's going to hinge on who they want at five or who, who Detroit takes at five. If they like us, our Thompson more than Cam Whitmore, then the Magic are suddenly stuck with Cam Whitmore, Jairus Walker, Taylor Hendricks, Anthony Black, and they got to make the decision. Do we go for that? We, we Essentially, they, they lose potentially that goal that they might have of taking one more bite at the apple. And so again, if the Magic are going to trade up, it's not where, it's who. It's who do they want? Who do they want to make sure they get? And then the next iteration of this question is how much are they willing to give up to get it? We're going to split the next two segments in two. The trade-up options, the trade-down options. We're going to focus on trading up and what the Magic might have to do to trade up coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at BetterHelp. BetterHelp, uh, this, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA and get on your way to being your best self. Look, we all go through difficult times in our lives. And, and, and I, I wanted to make sure I mentioned this. We'll mention it again at the end of the show. Today in Orlando is an especially difficult day. June 12th is a day that is a day of mourning, is a day of reflection and remembrance, is a day of love and acceptance, and, and, and a day where we mourn the loss of pe- members of our community, of of vibrant, loving members of our community. And we also reflect on how far this city has come, you know, and how far, how much we've all grown to love each other 
and love who we are fully. That's what June 12th has come to me. But it's not easy for everybody. Um, you know, I still certainly remember where I was June 12th, seven years ago uh, on this night, about the time I'm actually recording this podcast right now. Uh, and remember, remember how traumatic it was even just being in downtown Orlando on that night. If you don't know what June 12th is, June 12th is the anniversary of the Pulse shooting. Uh, and obviously, it is a difficult, difficult day and, and, and one that still evokes a lot of feelings. We all need to take a moment on a day like this, especially to remember to take care of ourselves. And that's what a service like BetterHelp can do. I've used therapy throughout much of my life to help me kind of sort through my emotions and sort through all the problems in my life. All the problems in my life or anything going on in my life, just give me a sounding board to talk things through and help me see things from a different perspective. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and LockedOnNBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I apologize if that got a little too insensitive on that live read. Um, you know, again, today is a very emotional day here in Orlando. Um, if if you do need help or if if the emotions of today get to you in any way, know that we're all here for you as a community. You know, we're all here to be a shoulder to cry on, to listen to you, to 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 see you, to hear you, and and to love you. And you know, whether whether you find you know comfort in therapy, whether you find comfort with a friend. Today is a day to truly appreciate those around you. Today is a day to truly love everyone around you as well. And so um, I, I apologize if making that connection on an ad read was inappropriate. Um, it, it's something I, th- I thought about and, and, some, and certainly, you know, again, I know that it can, it can help. Therapy can really, really help. So, so again, I, pre- I appreciate uh, the allowance, allowance for that again. June 12th, a very, very emotional, important day in Orlando. But let's transition back to draft talk, to our mock draft Monday, to thinking about where the Magic could trade in this NBA draft. Now, we had discussions uh, a few weeks back with Mike Richmond of Locked On Blazers. You could go back, check our archives. I know I got in hot water a little bit for the Damian Lillard conversation. That's not a real conversation. But there's been several kind of trade pitches that have gone around. Um, We've seen Portland um, make a trade pitch. Essentially, it was like Yusuf Nurkic uh, for Yusuf Nurkic and three for Wendell Carter, six and 11, uh, I think was kind of the deal that was put together. 
Um, we all kind of acknowledge that probably doesn't move the needle enough, um, especially if Charlotte's going to end up taking Scoot Henderson. Again, this is the important thing. It doesn't matter where the Magic move up. It's who they're moving up for. The thing about the draft is you don't always make the trade until you know what's going to be there. Now, if you need a star and you just need to get into that top three, you may not care whether you get Brandon Miller or Scoot Henderson. But when we did that podcast a few weeks ago, it was, I think, two, three weeks ago today, um, if you're trying to find it in the archives, um, when we did that podcast, we talked specifically about Brandon Miller because we assumed Charlotte was taking Scoot Henderson. And I said on that podcast, and I still believe it today, Brandon Miller is a very good player. I think that he will be a very successful player. I think that he is going to contribute very, very quickly. He doesn't fit what the Magic are trying to do. The Magic don't need a player like him, or, or rather, his pathway to play is not is very narrow. Unless you believe he is better than Franz Wagner, which I don't think he is, he's not the right pick. And so I find it difficult to believe that the Magic will trade up to three to take Brandon Miller. Now, on the other hand, I do very much believe that Amen and Asar Thompson are Magic-type players. Both Amen and Asar Thompson are bigger than average for guards, for wings. They play with their... They play. They use their size very effectively. While they're both very, very raw as, in terms of their shooting and skill development, they are great playmakers. Asar is a fantastic defender. Amen is a fantastic finisher and athlete. These guys are guys who are going to contribute and are going to play in the NBA. I can understand if the Magic want to trade up for those guys. A six foot seven point guard, you know, the Magic have a six ten point guard, the Magic have a six eight point guard. Let's complete the set and get a six foot seven point guard. Um, that is, they are the kind of players, and, and at least physically, not maybe not skill wise, but physically, they are the kind of players that this Magic team tends to value. That this Magic team tends to really like, tends to want to develop, tends to want to grab and bring into the fold. That is, that is why if the Magic are trying to move up, those are the guys I think they're targeting. I don't think, you know, they'd love to get Scoot Henderson, I'm sure. And, and Scoot, I think, would be a very, very good fit on this team. He'd fit in at that two spot. Yes, he's a bit of a struggle as a three-point shooter, Great pull-up jump shooter. That was even the case in the G League Ignite where he struggled throughout the season. Great pull-up jump shooter. Great feel for the great game. Great passing ability. We saw him go up against Victor Wembenyama and challenge Victor at every turn. Uh, again, this was back in October, so it was a little while ago. But this is a kid who is very, very talented. Uh, he's a consensus number two pick. Um, it's only this, you know, we've had this month since the lottery and everyone trying to create, you know, it's like everything else. Everyone's trying to create some conflict, trying to create some stories, trying to say, well, what about this? You know, that's that's kind of the stage of the draft prep that we're at. So if Port, you know, Portland at three is probably a little bit high and a little bit steep. Could it just be as simple as swapping picks with Detroit? Uh, last week, um, I had a little Twitter conversation with Ku Khalil of uh, Locked On Pistons. Does a great job covering the Detroit Pistons. One of my one of my favorite Locked On listens. If you want to check out Locked On Pistons to hear their perspective on their draft prep and what they're thinking, because again, so much is going to hinge on them. He pitched me a deal of 
five and 32, um, their second round pick, along with Marvin Bagley for Jonathan Isaac, six and 11. And my first response was, you know, to, to move up one spot, that's giving up a lot. And the way I kind of thought about it was, okay, we're trading six for five. Okay. You're trading Isaac for 11 or Isaac and 11. So it'd be Isaac for 32 and Bagley for 11. That that's, that's not a workable deal. That's, that's, that's not a deal that the magic are going to do. So what I, I told him was like, okay, whoa, 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 roll it back a little bit. That's, that's probably a little bit too much. And Bagley's making 12 and a half million. I've got their, their cap sheet in front of me. You know, we, we, he toyed around with like, okay, instead of Bagley, would you do Boyan Bogdanovich? And I said, you know, definitely need to shoot, definitely need the shooting, but Boyan doesn't really fit with the magic wand. I, I probably pass at that point. Um, so I said, you know, let's roll it back. Maybe, maybe simplify the deal a little bit. We got Chuma. Okay. Okay. We got Bol Bol. The magic essentially aren't using those players. So would you, so would you be able to do five, uh, five for six along with Chumo KK and Bull Bull or, uh, or send back a kind of lesser player? You know, I'm just, I'm looking at their cap sheet right now. You know, I don't think an Alec Burks would, would work. I think you'd have to really work, work to make the salaries work. Just looking at this a little bit closer and, and I wasn't looking at, at it super close the framework for a deal kind of collapses pretty quickly because of the salaries. The magic aren't trading Jonathan Isaac in a trade like this. They don't have any of those kind of big contracts that they're looking to move. They may just really want kind of lower end deals. Um, Again, I think the best the magic would kind of offer. I don't think they'd put Cole Anthony on the table to move up one spot, even if it is to get another point guard, but perhaps that's what it would take. You know, 32 is a high level second round pick. So I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel crazy about that. But giving up both six and 11 to move up one spot, that's probably too much. Especially if Detroit just plans to take Cam Whitmore anyway. Again, this is kind of the game theory that goes into, into the draft. Is you're trying to predict, trying to guess what the other team's going to do, while also trying to make sure you get your guy and, and try to hide who you're trying to take. Sometimes you just kind of got to let the draft play out. You got to see who's actually there before you know. Maybe you put the framework of a deal. Maybe you say, okay, if this guy's here at six, we got our. Or we got this guy's here at five. We got ourselves a deal. I don't necessarily see the framework for something to work like this. Um, you know, who is Detroit looking to get rid of? You know, they're looking to get rid of some of their bigs. They're probably not trading James Wiseman. They seem to believe in him. Marvin Bagley at $12.5 million, uh, you know, that next next season is probably their guy. Are 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 the Ma- are the Magic ready to invest in Marvin Bagley the third? You know, he's got uh two years left on his deal at twelve and a half million. That answer is probably no. Would an Isaac for Bogdanovich, would Isaac in six for Bogdanovich in five be more realistic? Perhaps, but I, I'd be skeptical too, because again, who the Magic like, the kind of players the Magic like, they're not just trying to make trades to make trades. They want something that's going to be part of their foundation. Again, maybe Amen Thompson's worth it to them. Maybe SR Thompson's worth it to them. 
these are kind of the, the you know, again, you start to see how, okay, it, it, it sounds great to trade up. It sounds great to try and trade up. And, and again, make sure you get your guy. And I'm a big believer. If the Magic believe Amin Thompson is their point guard of the future, it's their guard of the future, because he's really both, go get him. If it costs you Jonathan Isaac, Jonathan Isaac is burning a hole in your pocket right now anyway. If it costs you, if, if, it, if you have to take Boyan Bogdanovich for a year at $20 million to get it done, the Magic have the, the luxury to do, to do that. I don't think that's the case here. I don't think, I, I, you know, Amen's very, if it's Amen, sure. If it's a SAR, probably not. And I, I just, I want to do this to illustrate how difficult trades are. It is not easy math. It is difficult to pull off trades in the NBA. It is very difficult. And trading up, I think, is extremely difficult for this Magic team. However, if you have to ask me, if I were betting, I think there's a better chance the Magic trade down than trade up in this draft. Who are the players they trade down for? And who are the teams to maybe take a look at? We'll get to that coming up on the other side of this not as depressing break. Because this podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Well, we are at Game 5 of the NBA Finals. The Larry O'Brien Trophy will be in the building. It's been in the building for all, all four games at this point anyway. But the Larry O'Brien Trophy will be in the building with the potential to find a new home. It's a rescue. Give, give it a new home, Denver. And that means tomorrow could be the last day of the Prize Picks Daily Superflex promotion. Every day of the NBA Finals, one Prize Picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry place after 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time will be randomly selected each day. And whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. Four correct picks gets you $16,000. Five correct picks gets you $80,000. And six correct picks gets you $1 million. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. And once you opt in, you ha- all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be the lucky winner. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. There's no complicated salary caps or scoring systems. You're not competing against loads of experienced and sharky players. You're not just praying to get your money back. It is you versus the numbers and a real chance to win. I win most of the time that I play. I'm not good at daily fantasy. Uh, I will admit that. Um, but Prize Picks makes it incredibly easy. All you have to do is pick two to six players. And if they go on to score more or less than the Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in more than 30 states and Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we talked a little bit about how about who the Magic would target if they tried to trade up. And like I said, I, I think it's obvious who the Magic would target. I, I think that they'd be very much in on Scoot Henderson. I think that they'd very much be in on uh, on Amen Thompson, especially. And I, I think I think they'd hope that Asar Thompson would fall to them at six. But if they really like Asar Thompson they could overpay a little bit and move up to five and make sure that they get him from Detroit and Detroit will take Jarris Walker anyway, because they love set. They love centers and big men for some reason. Um, again, I like those players. I, I, I like all of them, but, and I do believe in the one more bite at the apple. I do think that the magic should take a swing with one of these picks um, and, and give themselves another chance at a star player. I do think that that would be a valuable use uh, of this resource and of this opportunity. How, however, I I don't know if that's the direction this team goes. If the Magic are stuck with Cam Whitmore at six, look, Cam Whitmore can shoot a little bit, but I'm concerned it that won't translate to the NBA. And if he's not a scorer in, in the NBA, which I'm not certain he will be, then he's not anything else. Like He can defend a little bit, but that's not his expertise. And so I, you know, hopefully, maybe he proves me wrong with whoever drafts him. I don't think he's the right pick for the Orlando Magic. If I am left, I would take Asar Thompson over him. If if Asar Thompson's off the board at six, I'm trading down if I'm Orlando. And I definitely have a few ideas for teams that I would trade down with. I would look at very, very hard at trying to trade down with Washington. But more importantly, with the team I would target, it's the who. I think the Magic taking Taylor Hendricks at six, it's not that it's a reach. It's certainly upper bound of where he will get drafted. Um, but I think that you can convince another team to take a Cam Whitmore. That Cam Whitmore has enough value around the league that you could convince a team to trade up, uh, you know, even a couple spots to get to make sure they get him and collect some assets in the process. Collect a veteran that will help you. That, so you don't have to worry about that in free agency and overpay on that. Um, to me, that I think might be the stronger strategy. And then you want to take a home run sw- swing. Bilal Koulibaly, Derek Lively, even Dark Whitehead uh, are right there to be taken at 11 if, 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 that's, if that's where you want to go. To me, the players I target, you know, who, again, six is kind of their upper bound. So the Magic wouldn't be crazy to take them at six, but trading down might be, be- more advantageous there's two players I really look at in, in there's three players I really look at actually in this range. That's Taylor Hendricks talked a little bit about him uh, last week. Great, great rim protector, great, great versatile defender at the four spot, good length, good athleticism, not going to give you a ton offensively can spot up shoot can, can drive to the basket a little bit, especially can run in transition, but I think he's got a very limited ceiling. He's going to be a role player. He's going to be a solid role player, but I don't see him as a star. Anthony black from Arkansas. 
great defender, probably the best defender, you know, either him or Asar might be the best defensive player uh, in the top part of this draft. I'll give respect to Marcus Sasser. who's probably going to be a second round pick. Um, uh, uh, Anthony Black plays six foot seven point guard. Again, the size at the Magic Light. We know the Magic Light big players who are big for their position. Can attack the can attack the paint. Has some floater game. Still got a little bit of work to do with the shot, but uh, you know the defense is there, and, and that's just a sign of hard work. The guys, the guy's going to work really, really hard, and he's got the body to to hold up. Kaysen Wallace, really explosive. I think he, he will succeed a lot more in NBA spacing. For him, it's just going to be about learning how to finish and, and shooting a little bit better, but. He runs the point really, really well. Can play make a little bit. A lot of places where he can he can improve. Great off the bounce. Great getting by his man, getting in the paint, causing the defense to collapse. Those are my three guys. And I know two of them are point guards, and the Magic are pretty loaded point guard with Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, and Markel Fultz. Um, but those are the three guys that I would look to trade down to take if you know someone wants to move up to six or is really insistent on moving up to six to get you know a player that maybe you're not as interested. Again, I'm not super interested in Cam Whitmore. So trading down from six to me is a lot more ideal. And the team that I've been targeting and, and mentioning, and I'll mention a few here. The, te- the team that I've been targeting has been Washington at eight. Washington at eight. You know, Washington is in this huge state of flux right now. And I think for them, they are a team, if I were Washington, I'd be looking to try and move up. Try and expend some assets. Kyle Kuzma, Kristaps Porzingis both have player options. It sounds like Porzingis may opt out. He's got $36 million owed to him. He will not get that in this open market, so maybe he won't. You know, Kyle Kuzma, it sure sounded like they wanted to re-sign Kuzma, but that didn't really work out. Um, The guy that I've been kind of hinting at and targeting is Daniel Gafford. Uh, So if you trade... A six and and a player. Um, you know, let me let me take a look at the Magic's cap sheet real fast so I can uh, tell you who I would think about. If you trade six and a you know, Magic just don't have the salaries like Chuma Okeke and Bull Bull. That's seven point seven million dollars. That that gets you pretty close. You trade you trade Chuma Bull and six for Gafford and eight, and then use that pick to take Anthony Black or to take Taylor Hendricks. You've saw you you filled that backup center need that, that I talked about a few weeks ago. Um, you know, Gafford's contract is a little bit of a concern. Got three years left, starts at 12.4 million this year, increases to 13.4 in 25 and 14.4. But with the salary cap expected to go up, that may not be a, a super concern. If Washington's looking to restart, Having them stock up some draft picks, having them, you know, try and you know, try and get a Kim Whitmore who's a star, or an Osar Thompson who they might who they think might be a star. That might be a team that's that's eager and willing to deal. Again, there's a framework there. Whether that's a good deal or not, I'm probably gonna get slammed in the comments. I'm bad at making trades. That's that's not my that's not my expertise. Uh, I'm good at identifying frameworks, I'm good at identifying like like questions and and issues. I'm a lawyer. I, 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 I'm a lawyer. I've trained as a lawyer. I'm good at identifying issues. I'm not always good at solving problems um, and, and and being like directly saying like, okay, this is this is what we should do. And obviously, I don't always have all the information. Um, information certainly, you know, I expect Jeff Weltman has 
reams of data on every player that he's thinking of acquiring. If Daniel Gafford's a guy that they're interested in, I'm sure they know exactly how they would how he would fit or, or what they would be able to do with him. If if Gafford's contract scares you, Monte Morris got $9.8 million. You could certainly hit that uh OKK bowl uh for Morris, uh, you know. You know, but then why would Washington do that and then not draft a point guard unless Asar's there or Amen's there? Or, you know, you, you see why fake trades are kind of weird. You start asking all these questions. Uh, when I did the locked on mock draft, I did talk with Washington a little bit. Um, we talked Gafford, we talked Denny Avdia, $6.3 million. You could do an OKK for Avdia swap. You know, maybe that's an upgrade. Avdia is a decent shooter, really, you know. Theoretically, he's a decent shooter. Didn't shoot the ball well last year, um, except against Orlando. Uh, but you know, maybe you go for another young guy, get a, get get a second draft guy on a rookie scale contract um, to to see if to see if that works. And again, maybe that that helps you fill a, a, a little bit of a need with a potential shooter. But you can see how how this 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 expands and goes from there. The other team I would look at is Dallas at ten. Now, I don't think Taylor Hendricks is going to get past Dallas at ten. Um, you know, you'd be drafting 10 and 11 back to back. You know, maybe that's that's something you want to do. Uh, but what would it cost Dallas to trade up from 10 to 6? Uh, you know, would Reggie Bullock do the trip trick? You know, Reg, Reggie Bullock has uh, it looks like an option uh for this for this season. Um for, for the season or not, he has a non-guaranteed deal for the season, only five and a half million dollars guaranteed. Obviously, that would be guaranteed. He's a great shooter. So maybe you could do Bullock and 10. For six, for six, just straight up like that. Or Bullock and ten for, you know, again six and okay game. Um, you know, you know maybe you have to throw Bull Bull in there. Um, Dallas certainly could use some cheaper contract, some cheaper contracts to kind of balance their roster out. Um, you know they're looking to cut costs a little bit. And again, maybe the Magic do some of these moves after after the the calendar turns over when they do have all the cap room, they can absorb some of that some of that money into cap into cap space and and, and all that. So you know there's a bunch of different things they could do. Dallas to me is a team that needs to get an injection of young talent. But then again, to this point, Dallas doesn't need a star. They need guys are going to fill around their roster. You know, if they're really determined to get Taylor Hendricks, you know, maybe Cam Whitmore does feel really, fill in really well uh, with that, with that Dallas team that has creators. So Cam Whitmore can be a spot up shooter more and less of a driver. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, This is again, the question that comes with trades. So to me, those are two opportunities to trade down. Um, I would look at a couple of those other teams uh, before the Magic pick at 11. You know, even Utah. Um, Utah and Orlando are kind of at the same stage of their development uh, and their rebuild. They both had surprising and promising seasons last year. They're still relatively young. Um, So I think it's harder to trade again. Like, remember what I say back um, back at, at the trade deadline? At the trade deadline, you need buyers and sellers. Uh, and especially at the trade deadline, you don't find mutual partners as much. We're, we're in the offseason, so maybe there's a mutual partnership there. But, you know, again, would, Dallas, would Utah trade? You know, I'm just looking at who Orlando might be interested off Utah's roster. They're probably not interested in Taylor Horton Tucker at 11, $11 million. After that, you know, there's just not a lot for them to trade. I, I can tell you when we did the lockdown mock draft, David Locke tried, you know, the, the Jazz, David Locke representing the Jazz, tried to trade me a bunch of the Jazz's picks of the 20s, which I have zero interest in because I, I just don't think there's a lot. I'm not interested in many players after that top 15 for Jalen Suggs. I was like, Jalen Suggs is better than all those guys. I'm sorry, man. 
Um, and, and the contracts just didn't really line up. There's opportunity. I, I do all this. And again, I'm looking at this kind of in real time. And, and I've thought a little bit about the potential to trade down. I've honestly thought more about the potential to trade down than I have the potential to trade up. Um, there are teams that could be interested and, and, and ways to make it work and, and ways to, to build offers and build trades that could put the Magic in an advantageous position or, or could help the Magic get their guy and do a little something else and do a little bit more. But making trades are hard. It's not that easy. Um, sometimes they are. Sometimes the framework is like clearly there. The needs are clearly there. Everyone clearly knows what they have to do. Sometimes it's not so easy. And I think, again, what's difficult about it is, on one hand, it, it, this is kind of like the central question that we're going to be asking for the next week and a half. On one hand, the Magic are a rebuilding team. They do need more talent. They need more depth. They need more talent. On the other hand, you know, until they packed it in for the season uh, three with three games left, they were three games out of the final playing spot. They started the year five and 20. They're not that far off. So they don't need to get a draft pick that's a star. They need a draft pick that's going to contribute, that's going to help them continue to grow. And so the Magic are still trying to figure out, you know, I think everyone is. I don't think it's just the Magic. I think that these questions are questions everyone's asking as they try to decipher what the Magic are going to do. And the Magic work in so much secrecy that it's hard to get a sense of things, sense of it. The question is, what are the Magic going to do? And what are their needs and goals on draft night? I will go back to this. It's not about targeting teams. You can figure out a way to make trades work. I, I pitched a few ideas and pitched a few things just off the top of my head. Really to get trades across the finish line takes the determination to do it, the re resolve from both sides to just get something done, and And then calling the league office and doing it. At the end of the day, what matters? What matters at, is which player are you targeting? It's not about the other team on the other side of that trade call. It's about which player you want to drive off the lot on draft night. And I think that's, that's really ultimately what we're going to be discussing and talking about from here to the end of the season or until the end of the draft process. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of our places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. I want to make sure I announce this. Um, I am... Joining subtext, uh, we're going to do some. We're going to do some uh, uh, direct messaging to you here on Locked On Magic. Give you maybe a little bit of preview of what's coming up on the show. Get your uh, ability to interact. I want to start doing Friday mailbags, but my Friday mailbags are going to be exclusive to my subtext uh, subscribers. So if you want a question, you have a burning question that you need answered in a mail answered. A 
join subtext because you can ask that question to me directly and I will literally text you on your phone. You, you will see it on your phone. Um, you will have a direct link to me uh, to, to, to have any question about the magic answer. That's what's so cool about subtext. Join subtext.com slash locked on magic to sign up. You get a two week free trial. So if you sign up today, that means you get the lead up to the draft and the draft decide if you want to hang around for free agency and then we'll hit free agency hard as well. I'm going to post the latest news there. I'm going to post questions. I'm going to post thoughts. Everything is going to go to sub is going to be on subtext. So join sub. So go to join subtext.com slash locked on magic to sign up today. If you're on my subtext, Thanks a lot for being among our early adopters, our early members. I'm going to try and make it well worth your while uh, and give, give, you, give you plenty of info and, and ways to interact with the show. If you're just part of our everyday crew, I appreciate you being part of the everyday crew and listening to Locked on Magic. On tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to do our player evaluation for one, Jamal Mosley. We'll talk about the job that he did as head coach and what comes next for him as both he and his team try to level up. Plus, It'll be game five of the NBA finals. We might be handing out a trophy. We'll talk about lessons learned if we do from the, from the Denver Nuggets. We'll get to all that more on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.